I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, McKelly Barrow. McKelly, what is up? Well, um, it is a sad day in Thunderland. <laughs> <laughs> I had it to is. wake up at 3.30 oh. as usual to watch that game, and um, yeah, I'm Thank God here it's uh, it's holiday uh, and so I can kind oh, of nice. yeah 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 we have always the Monday after Easter as a as a national vacation. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. b- before we get started on the game, there's I think there's a lot to say uh, about the game and about particular players. Um, one thing, and I said this on Thunder After Dark, I'm not going to get into any like big picture what they should or shouldn't do in the off-season stuff yet. So if you're looking for a show about that, um, we will have those shows. Those there will be a lot of those shows to come. Okay, and I've got, I've got a, a trade idea that I think would be good for this team. I've got like a lot of things like percolating, but I'm just not. I just don't think it's time yet. Because believe it or not, they actually have more games to play, or at least one more game to play at the very least. And so I do think that we we do owe it to evaluate what we have in front of us. Uh, and with that, too, uh, everybody's seen the tweet that was sent to Royce last night. And I know uh, people are frustrated about the game. It's okay to like be sports frustrated with somebody. But whenever you go to personally attack someone um, and their 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 daughter, and you like everybody knows what a tragedy that was. That was a tragedy that reached thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people because the magnitude of what happened to the to Royce and Carrie and their family was huge. Um, and it was felt by them, obviously, and it's still being felt by them. It was felt by a lot of people. And to use that as a weapon against Royce, I could not think of anything worse. And that guy's since deleted his Twitter account. But man, like we have, and I, and the thing is, like I know I'm preaching to the choir right now, for the most part. Because like I know the character of our listeners, or at least the ones that interact with me, and so I'm not I'm not worried about any of you. Um, but I I mean stuff like that does just put a damper on all of this. It makes it makes me sit back and think like, what are we even doing? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, I had- why, why are I mean this is so we've got these crazy athletic millionaires putting a a round ball in a hoop it's fun it obviously brings a lot of people together but when when things don't go your way man like 
you need to stop yourself before you do anything and understand like exactly what we're doing here because stuff like that is is uncalled for it's um it's awful i mean it's just that's as bad as bad as it gets and so and i know royce has a ton of supporters um us at down to dunk and myself uh we're all huge supporters of royce young not only royce young the writer and the podcaster um but of royce young the the person the man like he's a a wonderful person and deserves to be treated with respect um on twitter in person whatever and so like guys keep keep showing love for him i know you guys already are i know a lot of people are but don't be afraid to reach out and show him some support uh today because uh something like that really does hit you hard and what's and this is just the reality of social media like one negative comment um hurts worse and is more impactful than like a hundred positive comments and that's just like human nature um and so let's uh let's make sure that we blow up royce's timeline with positive comments like hundreds of them okay because uh he deserve he deserves it he deserves, he's he's been with this team he knows this team better than anybody he knows their tendencies better than anybody he he knows everybody in the organization better than anybody, and he works his he works harder than just about anybody. And so, anyways, that's my rant's over. Yeah, if you have anything to add, go ahead. No, it's it's just that I was um, I was really hurt by that tweet myself. Yeah, like whoever had in his life some, I mean, some like even minor tragedy. And see that someone else's is used as a weapon, as you said. It's 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 just it's just wrong, um, simply wrong. And I was um, I was really it was a disturbing tweet. And um, and we cannot we cannot do anything except for saying that uh, what that Royce is a is a great human being, and every human being is deserves to be treated in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean. Um, and in, like, and if you want to pick like a writer or a podcaster or a blogger uh, to to rant on because he doesn't like cover his team as he's supposed to, like <laughs> you cannot pick Royce. You found, like, you found the wrong one. Yeah, I mean Royce is extremely extremely fair. Always, and like he's he he does his job at. At a, at a very very high level, mm-hmm. and if you don't want to read what Roy says, it means that you want you don't want to see what is happening to your team. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, um, but this team has huge problems, so we can focus on uh, on the game now. Uh, they do they do have huge problems, and you know. I guess I just had more faith that Paul George would be better than this. I thought he was good. He was good last night. He was honestly, he was good enough last night. Uh, Mm. And really the rest of the team just wasn't like really nobody else was good enough last night. And Russell in particular, again, like this is, this is very game two ish of Russell. He was five of 21 he was not getting in the paint. He was settling. He, the mid-range jumper, he had it going. 
in the first half or in the first quarter. And I was just in the first five minutes. I was just like, uh oh, like it's it's very much like if you ever watched Antoine Walker back in the day, if Antoine Walker hit his first three. The other team was celebrating harder than he was because they knew awesome. We got four or five of these coming, you know, after this and he's going to miss them. And if you're the Blazers and you see Russell hit those shots, I'm sure there's a part of Dame and a part of CJ and Terry Stotts that were just like, yes, we've oh, got, yeah. we've got him. <laughs> and you know, what? like Russell is still like, I don't believe that Russell's like hampered athletically right now. I don't think that, I think that he can still explode and get to the rim. And I, I think that his his biggest weakness right now is not him physically breaking down. I think that it's his mental status. I think that it's his, it's part of, part of the, and this is kind of similar, like we say with Steven, like the best and the worst thing about him is that he's too unselfish. Well, the best and the worst thing about Russell Westbrook is that he has a belief in himself that goes beyond comprehension. And at times, like that Houston game, if he doesn't have that belief in himself, they don't win that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, last night, if he doesn't believe that about himself, they might be in that game. (laughs) You know? Yeah. On the other end, I mean, I I really think that this game was the worst coaching job of Billy's tenure with OKC. Ooh, okay. Um, Explain this. Explain this to me. I uh, offensively, because defensively they had a solid game plan. When you keep Portland below, uh, what was the final score? One hundred and five. One eleven and ninety eight. Oh, one eleven. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the first half was awesome. They were they were finished first quarter with twenty six points. Second quarter twenty four points. That was the Blazers. Yeah, but I I felt like this was like um, um. at the end, it was fouling. It was trying to. They they basically gave Portland three points. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it it was when you keep Portland around 105, 108, which was basically this game. Yeah, you did a good enough job uh, defensively. They decided to to trap. Uh, Dame has his eruptions. CJ made incredibly tough baskets. Like incredibly tough. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you hit in transition a pull up J with your hand with a Paul George, Paul George's hand in your face. That's not on the defense. That's on you being an awesome player. And CJ was awesome last night. Yep. But offensively, I was rewatching the first quarter um, because I had the feeling that the defense of Portland was kind of different in the pick and roll situations, and they really didn't bother to guard Westbrook in any fashion. Like uh, Dame was going under screens when he was one-on-one. He gave for us at least three to four feet of space all the time. Myers Leonard and and Collins and Kenner were like in the paint, uh, I would say maybe five, six feet for Westbrook. So they really made an effort to give Westbrook um, easy shots. But if you as a coach, you respond to that by seeing your player going one-on-one and hitting jumpers, and then you, you, your game plan is to set screens 
uh, inside the three-point line to give him shots, you're not doing your job. Like, I don't care uh, if, if he wants to take those shots. You need to put him in the best position to succeed. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, it was by design that they didn't go to, to set screen very high and they didn't go to set screen very often. Like, you cannot play like that offensively. And there was, like, even in ATOs, I didn't find that, that there was an emphasis on giving Russ space to go at the rim. Because I don't believe that Russ can go at the rim whenever he wants if he starts from the um, free throw line. There is no space to do that. Right. But if you set a screen, like maybe, I don't know, 28 feet from the basket, maybe so, because Leonard should be needs to be a tad higher. Dame is still a tad higher, and he can gain speed, and he can be effective at the rim. He can create different um, situations. And like, OKC did not run any meaningful play last night. Right. And if you are the coach, and that is how your team plays, either you're not, your voice is not listened hmm. or your ideas <laughs> did not work. Mm-hmm. And it was too little late because if you want to give Russ space, as Billy said in his post game, uh, with that smaller unit, you do it when you see in the second quarter that things are not going well. Mm-hmm. Go with Keith at the five. Try that. Try to spread the defense. I mean, I was like Russ has had a, like a horrible game, mm-hmm. but Billy had a horrible coaching job as well. Yeah, I think I think the struggle is Russell's entering a part of his career, and he always says, "I read the game. I read the game. I take what the other team gives me." You're letting you're yeah. letting the other team dictate how your offense is ran, and if you are. there's a handful of players where that's fine. Like James Harden, that's fine with him. Like he, like he actually is just out there reading the game and doing what he thinks is the right thing to do. Russell Westbrook is just not at that point anymore. Kevin Durant is one of those guys. I think Kawhi Leonard is probably one of those guys. Even Paul George, when he's healthy is one of those guys, Steph Curry. It's a handful. It's super duper stars. Russell can't do that anymore. Russell has, when Russell is at his best, he is running an offense. He's staying focused on a game plan. And last night, if that's Billy's game plan, you're right. It's that's the worst game plan in the world. <laughs> it's yeah. is take what the defense gives you. Okay. Give me a okay. You also have to go out there and execute what you're supposed to do and not let the Portland Trailblazers tell you what to do. Yeah, and like speaking about Harden Curry. This is not what happens. Like Harden dictates the way you defend him. That you defend him, it's, yes. It's yeah, not the other way around. You're totally right. You're totally right and, about and that. And the same is with Curry. Then they read depending on the way you guard them. Yes. You guard them. 100%. How, right. how to be effective. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the difference. Like Russ, they let, again, when you have your best player and the defense is giving him open shots, something is wrong. It's a game of dare at that point. Yeah, yeah. And and again, maybe maybe you can say that um, other teams are doing the same with Embiid. 
But yeah. Embiid is a totally different player. Right. And those rules are not the same. Um, there's no universe in which you leave Lillard, CJ, Harden, Curry, Thompson, Durant, uh, you name it, wide open and mm-hmm. say, just shoot. Yep. It doesn't happen. And either Russ um, puts a real emphasis on shooting over the next two, three years, um, becoming at least um, a passable a spot, a spot up shooter, like 35, 36%, where he can't be open very, um, very much. Or the NBA is basically saying to him, when you, ha- when you have the ball in your hand and you take and you don't go at the rim, you are a useless player. Yeah. And that was on full display last night. And if you are a coach and you know that that is actually what will happen, because Borden had sort of the same coverage, not, that, not to that extreme, but sort of the same coverage. Uh, for the first three games, you need to find ways to to make your best player successful. And if you're not able to do that uh, in a game that, that probably will decide your career or close to that in terms of NBA, or at least in terms of NBA and Thunder, why? Why you wait until the fourth quarter to go small? That that thing's... It's, it's close to the, the same... Um, thing that happened against Houston two years ago, where suddenly in game five on the road, you decide to put Oladipo as your backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Like now, <laughs> after a season, it's, it was too late. And again, I I know that I'm being very harsh on Billy, uh, but the thing that really moved me was the comment after the game. Like, that's not right. It's if you know that the, the small unit gives Russ space, why you are using it now and not when when the game was going away from you. Yeah. Sorry. I'm ranting too much. But, no, uh, I mean no, you're not. I think that you're you're on point on all of that. And I mean the fact is Steven was not good last night. No. And he is the third best player on the team and you know, it's 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 a bad sign for you when and Brett Dawson brought this up last night and I thought it was, it was like so painful to hear him say it. Like it's a it's not a good sign for you when at the end of the game Steven Adams is not on the court and Ennis Cantor is. Like that's yeah. that's not yeah. that is not a good sign for your team. And I, I agreed at that point, like they sh- you're right. They should have. They went to that lineup because they were desperate, mm-hmm. and to me, that's it. Like they were just absolutely, incredibly desperate to win that game, and it was too little, too late at that point. Like you just, the game was over at that point. They made little runs here and there, but CJ and Dame just continued to just slam the door on the Thunder, and they were awesome. They were poised. They knew what they wanted to do, and they executed it. And the Thunder, at times, just looked lost as to what they should be doing. And they let the Blazers, they basically let the Blazers tell them what to do. And I I think, like you said, a lot of that's on Billy. A lot of that's on Russell. In the second half, when Paul started attacking and getting to the free throw line, that's like what should have been happening the whole game. 
Yeah. Paul needs more touches. Paul needs more shots, period, even if he doesn't have it going because he was making stuff happen. He had 32 points, six, re- six assists, 10 boards. I thought he was very good last night in a lot of ways. And he, I mean, just look at the plus minus, and I know that you know individual plus minus for a game isn't always a great indicator. But Paul George in his 37 minutes, which is due to foul trouble, uh, mm-hmm. it would have been nice to have that him. That was a huge... Yeah, have him was for a huge five, five more minutes uh, than he played. But he's a minus two, and then I'll read through the rest. Jeremy Grant, minus 13. Steven Adams, minus 21. Russell Westbrook, minus 17. Terrence Ferguson, minus 18. And so, that, I mean, that tell, that's, the sto- that's the story of the game. And then you go up to the starters for the Blazers. Aminu, plus 20. Harkless, plus 19. Cantor, plus 16. Dame plus sixteen, CJ plus twenty five. I mean, if this if if the stars for the Blazers outplay the stars for the Thunder, this series will be over very very quickly, and that's what's happened so yeah. far. That's why the Thunder find themselves in a three one deficit, is because those guys have been better, and they've been mentally better, they've been physically better, they're better shot makers than the Thunder are right now. And I honestly, and that maybe this this would pro- this will probably look stupid, um, but I still think this Thunder team has a better team than than the Blazers do. But I just think the Blazers have out executed the Thunder, and they have been better shot makers than the Thunder. And to me, that's been the difference. Yeah, and there and there is, and I agree on, on, on certain sense that PG has been better than the first three games, but when you have player number one and player number two in the series, you usually win. And we thought coming in that Russ can be better than CJ and Paul could be better than, than, than Dame. This is not happening. And again, back back to Paul, even if I think that Paul had probably the best game of his series um, and, and that the fouls keep him probably to have a, even a better one, mm-hmm. I don't think he's playing the way he used to in his um, in his MVP moment this no, season. No, no. Um, there is even less um, attempt to execute. Uh, he's not running as many pick and roll as he used to. He's just taking again, taking one on one. And I know that Harkless is not, is not a special defender. But if you work a bit more, you can be guarded by Dame or CJ away from the basket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Again, I come back to the fact that this pacing was so bad that everything seemed out of sort. Yeah. And and part of it is trying to... And I, and I felt for the first time in, in, in a long time in, in, in my, say... Um, Thunder fandom or whatever it is right now, uh, I felt like this year they were running plays and they were playing together, and that completely disappeared, and and it's not there anymore. Um, so yeah, PG was better, but it was not playing with the team. Um, yeah. He had like a few nice passes, but but it was not in the flow. Like I, I cannot explain it in words, and probably because I I have to go back and rewatch. Um, even a bigger part of the game to, to, to get a better grasp of, of what really uh, went wrong. 
Um, but but PG seemed offensively kind of on his own island, trying to drag his team uh, to success. And it's not what you want from PG. You want PG uh, be fed by Russ. Uh, you want PG taking control of the offense for others. And last night it was like my turn, your turn, Dennis' turn, and and then some other things. Mm-hmm. You know what good teams do in the playoffs? What they find the they, weakness. they win? They, no, they win. They they do that. <laughs> and you know how they win is that they find the weakness on the other team yes. and they attack it relentlessly until the other team has to do something different. And everybody knows what the weakness is of the Portland Trailblazers on the defensive end. Everybody yeah. knows because he played here. Because he played here. <laughs> and we saw it. <coughs> and yeah. the Thunder aren't doing it. That is a problem. They put Ennis in like four pick and rolls last night. Yeah. What are, I mean, and some of it is a pride issue with Russell, and I went after him the other day. I'm going to do it again. It's a let me post up Dame and let me rock the baby because I'm a big boy and I'm going to show everybody how big and great I am. Dude, stop. Stop it. Those are awful plays. Also, the another Ennis thing that frustrates the heck out of me is Ennis Cantor has one strength on the defensive end. One. And Billy coached oh, this guy. Billy coached him. And Steven played against him. And it's that he's a good post defender because he is strong. He is very yeah. strong and he can hold oh, position. Let's not go over ourselves. He's okay as a post defender. It's not good, but it's... He's good like, enough. He's good enough to good where enough, you don't yes. a, you don't just attack. That's not where you attack him, is what I mean. No, you're you're dead right here. That's uh, not, that's I mean, not where you attack him. And this is where I promise you, the Utah Jazz would be absolutely killing Cantor. The Houston Rockets would be killing him. The the Warriors the Warriors would have already killed him. He would already be dead. It would be done. Yeah. And and last night, like not last night, like three nights ago or whatever game three was, there was a moment where every action was a pick and roll, and NS was subbed out, yeah, because he did not stay on the court. And again, part of the reason why the pick and roll was not um, going is because Stotts told NS to stay way down, and yeah. for some reason. And for some weird reason, the adjustment of Billy was, well, let's make someone else someone else screen for, in order to avoid uh, Ennis being down and <laughs> Stephen being up without. And and that that's not how, again, it was bad. take a step back. I remember, do you remember uh, the MVP season, um, the game against Utah? The game on the road that Russ won with a cotton shot uh, oh, yeah. at the at the end of the game, yep. like Gobert was great that night. Mm-hmm. He was deterring shots and blah blah blah, and he was staying home every time. You know what Billy drew uh, to to end the game? A screen thirty four feet from the basket. Yep. Steven made a, a, like a, an egregious offensive foul, but whatever. Um, and Russ was 
full of steam going towards the basket. And when you have a, a guy like Russ running towards you, I'm sorry, but you don't react the same way as if he is taking um, a, like a, a pull-up shot one feet from you. That's mm -hmm. different. When you have Russ charging, it's different. Yeah. And and it is the same adjustment the start used. Like yep. it's the exact same to start using game three uh, when Dame had that amazing burst in the third. Like you saw it, it works, especially if you have not a great defender, uh, pick and roll defender in Markeith Morris, mm -hmm. even if you drop because OKC was dropping. And and your adjustment is making Markeith Morris screen like three feet inside the three-point line? <laughs> like that is your plan? Like, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm mad at Billy because, I mean, come on. You have adjustment. You know this stuff. Why are you not reacting? Yeah. Just, like, do something. I was watching the, the second quarter unravel, and I so, like, now? Shh, like, any substitution? Anything? Like, anything different? Yeah. No. Just just mid-range shots over no. mid-range shots. Right. Let's, let's like, do the most, the, probably the two most inefficient ways to try to get buckets is just grinding everything to a halt and throwing it to Steven Adams in the post. I'm sorry. That's just not a, that's not good enough. That's not a good enough offense or having Russell take these deep mid range twos. There's no wonder they weren't leading at half. They should have been, they turned the ball over. They took bad shots and they lost the lead and they did it to themselves. They just shot themselves in the foot. Like they have all season over and over and over again. Like you just can't do that stuff. You just can't no. do it. And if, and if Russell doesn't have it going, you have two other guys that can run a pick and roll. You have two other guys that are can be more effective because they can be more they can be a weapon. Like I thought Dennis was good last night. Yeah. And could have been used more. Obviously, yeah. Paul should be put in those situations more. You've got other ways to attack him. You have other ways to attack this this Blazers defense. That's not that great. It's not that great. No, but the, the Thunder have made them look like they're a juggernaut and they have one of the worst defending centers in the league. And it's not like, oh, let's bring in Myers Leonard. Oh, OK, it's the same story. You should do the same stuff without the post defense. So it's, right. it's actually worse. So another thing. that's where you can. That's where you can attack. Myers is is awful as opposed to yeah. Thunder. I mean, absolutely awful. Yeah. That's that's where you can attack him, and he, and they have done that, and it's been effective. I just, I mean, just the approach was was just wrong last night from a lot of people on yeah. the Thunder team. Yeah, and I know that this is basically uh, something that will never happen, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, what about if you have, if you want to keep Russ on the court? You don't. You have to, and you don't have PG that can run a pick and roll because he has fouls. He's not right. Whatever. You have a way to use Russ effectively, and is put him in damn screens as a screener. I don't care. You are the coach. You 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 call. You make like a a play that you use two, three times every game, and you show to Russ that when he does even the silliest screen, mm -hmm. he's effective. Mm -hmm. And you do that. I know that's too late. Another another thing, that before I forget, there was a, a moment in the game where you, you, can, you could assess how much control Lillard had over Westbrook. 
and it was a simple transition offense. And Russ and Dame had a very clean path towards the basket. I don't remember the specific, but I remember that Russ was guarding, um, well, sort of guarding Hood uh, from not a great, not in a great position. And Dame, who had, again, almost a layup, decided to give Rodney Hood a shot because he was guarded by Westbrook. Yep. And Hood made it, and it was basically over. Mm-hmm. So it it really seems that Dame... Dame is having the best uh, of us, uh, both from a playing standpoint and, an, uh, and, a, and again, control over this game. But mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge that the, the series is not over. It's and not. there are plenty <laughs> of great teams that, uh, well, at least one uh, or, or a couple, that won a series after being down 3-1. And so it, it's it's early for the funeral of this team. It is. Um, hey, McKelly, keep, pre- keep talking. I've got. I got. I'll be right back. Just keep keep ranting. Okay. Uh, that that is something that I I can surely do. Uh, so other aspects of the game that I think are worth uh, noticing. It's I'm fine about the fact that Aminu uh, scored a ton of points. That is again. That is good coaching. I don't care if uh, Aminu and or Jeremy Grant shots like lights out in a, in a game. You don't want to have Dame and CJ uh, to to murder you, but you have to leave something in the game. And leaving Aminu, uh, maybe not in the corner, maybe you could do something more, especially um, uh, when you have Keith on the court. He needs to be a little bit more aware, but that is fine. Um, and so defensively, I really thought that OKC did a good job. When you when you hold Portland for three three straight quarters uh, below thirty, you did a good job. Uh, maybe not the best one, uh, but CJ again was having an amazing night. And so you, if you if you sum all that, you can be okay with your defense. Back to the offensive side, um, OKC even had very good looks. On a certain point, on a third, they were finding finding very good shot for turns, and in the fourth as well, and something didn't drop. But even if a post up for Steven Adams is not a good choice, you need to find him shots because that part was completely missing in the offense. Like Steven is a weapon that you should use, and if you don't find a way to get Steven more than six touches because he barely, barely touched. Um, that that's that's not a good job. Like you can you can play with Steven in so many ways. You can give him the ball in the high post and let him decide where the ball goes. You can put him again in high screen and rolls. You can put him in in action to free the corner like Billy does in ATO situations. There's really a ton of ways to use Steven Adams. And if the only way that you come, you, you use him is doing a simple post-up, that's, that's not good enough. It won't cut it. That said, I do think that this team has shown the ability to overcome um, certain situations and... And they can make runs and they can have good nights 
like even after a bad stretch, even with their basically the backs on the walls. And so mm-hmm. I would expect to have a different game in game five. I'm I'm really for some reason I want to be bold and say that they have a very good chance to make it a series again and not going home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like when Russ plays horribly, the next game is a good game. And maybe maybe Russ just gave up uh, and we will know 10 minutes um, in, inside the game uh, on Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever they play. Uh, but I've, I have good feelings that this, this series is not over. Yeah. But this team has played their best when their backs are against the wall. They did it at the end of the season. They ran off five in a row mm-hmm. to get to where they were. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. I think they will play better in Portland. It's a huge game. They have to be very, very, very focused in order to yeah. do it. And that's yeah. I mean, and this to me is just the problem that this team has had all season is that they're they've been so inconsistent with their process and their their patterns of behavior have been so inconsistent and this is a few years like two years in a row where you're like yeah i can break this season up into like three or four sections and say yeah. like this was the identity of the team during this span of time here was the identity here here's the identity here and here's the identity here and if you're having personnel changes that's fine. Like the Rockets went through phases this season because they had personnel changes. But once they made the personnel change, they established who they were, and they went and did it. Even the Blazers, like credit to the Blazers. Everybody thought they were done when Nurkic went down. Mm-hmm. But they figured out who they were with who they had, and they leaned on each other. And they figured it out as a team. And they were great down the stretch. I know they didn't beat anybody that was any good. But they figured out how to play together. And they figured out how to trust one another. And use their strengths. And they've been incredible. Like They have been top-notch shot makers, which has been very helpful to their team. Last night, Alfred Aminu was absolutely incredible for them. Yeah, he's not I usually that good. Like that's a fluky game from Aminu that if he doesn't have that, it's obviously a much closer game and Thunder have a chance to win. But honestly, like it was a fluky game from him or a fluky game from Terrence away from like flip flopping, you know, like mm-hmm. even, even with the poor play of Russell, like if, if Terrence had that night and Aminu didn't, the Thunder could win. Yeah. You know, like sometimes the margin is razor thin like that. Um, they, they could come back. I don't. I mean, I would put the odds to be very low, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won Tuesday night. I guess mm-hmm. it's tomorrow night in Portland. That would not shock me at all, just because this team, when you start counting them out and you feel like it's over, they find a way, and they found a way all season. But to me, that's an extremely, extremely flawed way to go about it. They have yeah. the talent an ability to beat this team in five or six games. Like they just do. They have it in them. It's in there. And they have it in them to win this series in seven. They have it in them. Do I think, Uh, yeah, do I I, think they will? But yeah, I, I mean, I do. I think they absolutely have the talent and ability 
to make it happen. I don't think that they have the the right habits and that they have done it enough this season to be able to do it in yeah. this series. I would not predict it. I would not say they're going to do it. I would say that it's in it's in there somewhere, but I don't think that they have had the correct habits throughout the season to make it happen, if that makes sense. No, and, no, and that's totally to me it's coaching. Billy deserves blame here. The coaching staff deserves a lot of blame here. I think Russell deserves some blame here. I think the injury to Paul George is a part of it. I think Steven Adams shrinking from the moment is a part of it. I mean, all of those things combined, and that's how you find yourself down 3 1. And the, mm. I, I, the, something is, something's got to change. Like, if this is how, ha- like, if they lose Tuesday night, there's got to be changes. Because yeah. you can't go into another season and just think, oh, maybe things will be better. Maybe we'll be healthier. Maybe we'll get this guy. Maybe they'll pick up a role player or two that will help. Sure. Great. I, I just, I think that you, you've seen it. And this team, honestly, like this team has two years left. They have two yeah. years left. That's all they're guaranteed together. And you may not have Jeremy for both years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they'll make some changes, but they, to me, like you have an opportunity in front of you, you have, and I don't think they should blow it up or will blow it up. And I really don't want to talk about that, but to me, you have an opportunity. And if you blow it again, two years in a row where you have all NBA talent on your team, that's where things need to change. And we'll talk, obviously that's a, we will go deep dive into what should or should be done or what could be done and whatnot. But for now, this team has found themselves in a position where they were at the end of the season back against the wall. It looked like they were going to be the eighth seed and they figured out a way and they've got to do that again. They've got to find a way to win. They have, and again, it comes back to me to, game plan and focus one is it even yeah. the is it even the right game plan and i think they ha- they had the right game plan in game three i thought they did yeah why not why not to stick with that um to be to clarify i'm not saying that i'm confident that obc will win the series i'm just more confident than not that they will win they will uh, go in portland in game five and win it not yeah. sure what happens next. So right. um, it would be very, very thunder for them to win in Portland and then come back and exactly. just get stomp, yeah. stomped in game six. <laughs> it would be yeah. so thunder for that to happen. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, this team does have all NBA talent. And if you're disappointed, you should be. Like, you should yeah. be. Like, this, yeah. every, almost everybody picked the thunder. Very few people picked the Blazers. And, Maybe as people that have seen this team all season, we should have seen this coming because we had the post-All-Star break that told us that yeah. there, were, there were massive problems with this team when Paul George isn't at an MVP level. And they mm. are glaring and they're in your face and we know all of them. But because they got it together for those five games, it definitely gave us a little bit of false hope. Uh, at least to this point. Uh, 
it's it's just been a it's been a wild ride. I understand everybody's frustrated. I get it. I totally get it. You should be frustrated if you are. Um, but there's one more game, at least take it as it comes, and uh, the off season will will be interesting. This team, you know, win or lose, just continues to be interesting, uh, and that that will not stop. <laughs> that will not stop after today. And to to end in a positive note, uh, I have like um, a statement and a question for you. Okay. So uh, the thing is, look at how game one ended. Yeah, that game I think OKC was the best player on the on the on best team on the court, mm-hmm. and they lost it. In the second game, it was Portland. In the third, was OKC, and in the fourth, was again Portland uh, with some self inflicted stuff uh, by OKC, and so. This this series is not uh, out of hands. Mm-hmm. It was two games where OKC played very well, and two games where OKC played very bad, and and in some sense you can you can have some hope that they can regroup. But the question is because I at the beginning of the podcast you said that you had a trade idea, and I have this thing on my mind and I cannot stop about thinking about the trade and now I want to know what the trade was. <laughs> Can you tell me? I'll tell you off the pod. Oh no. It's that secretive? Oh yeah. Oh. Then I'm sorry for you, Thunder Friends. I will know. You won't. We'll Until... uh, we'll have we'll have many episodes of trade calls and many episodes okay. to to talk about that. I just don't want to get into it because we'll we'll go okay. for I would trade anyone for anyone. We'll Let's talk, blow it up. We'll talk. No. We would talk probably thirty minutes about it. <laughs> Just it'll be a whole show. It'll be oh. when, when this Thunder season is over. It okay. will whether even if they just had this miraculous run, I would still bring it up. Okay. Okay. So, so it's something that will happen. It's written on paper. Okay. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> I will. Uh, just to let you know, as soon as Andrew tells me, I will leak it out on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow our show on Twitter at Down to Dunk. If you have an opportunity to leave us a five-star iTunes review, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, it means a lot to us. I read all of them. I see them. Um, and I'm grateful for the time that you guys spend to do that. So if you could do that, that would be helpful. Hope you guys make it a great day. Go outside, smile at somebody, do something positive for yourself today. Uh, don't just loathe the thunder and just wallow in it. Go, go do something for for self care today. Uh, you guys have a, have a good one, and we'll talk to you guys again Wednesday.